1: What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune, episode 191 in the house, a palindrome episode, uh... No real need to bring that up. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, if you're just joining us here on Game Back soon, uh, we are going to have a lot of fun tonight, man. We've got, we got a great show coming up. We're going to listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays their bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the fantastic Mr. Fleming, David himself. And uh, David... What's the theme for tonight's episode? Uh, tonight's episode is games featuring the
2: undead. Ooh. Oh, I forgot to get. I was supposed to get um a like like a lightning crash sound that we could use there.
1: Oh man, yeah, like a zombie moan, like uh, stock sound effect would have been pretty good. Johnny, now can we, we get, just get a quick take? of You saying brains and then repeat that over and over for the soundboard. Brains. I don't love it. Brains, yeah. getting getting a little closer. Can you make it a little more? Can you Snarl a little bit more. Make it more like throaty, like you're you know choking on your own blood. Brains. We're gonna work on that throughout the show. I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm gonna keep coming back to that. We're gonna get a good brain take by the end of the episode. Brains. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> say like tim i love the idea of
2: (laughs) instead of a hot take that's like a harsh negative opinion like when you have a really intelligent thing that's your brain take
1: yes that will be that you know that could be a thing by the end of the episode we might just have one or two brain takes on this normally very silly show um but yeah this uh (laughs) this episode's all about the undead zombies vampires i don't know animated skeletons I'm not exactly sure where we draw the line between, like, dead and undead. I guess just, you know, dead means not moving. Undead <laughs> means, it, you know, it's less dead. Uh, <laughs> <know>, re dead? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so it's
2: like, I'm not sure where we draw the line. Like, okay, if it has a pulse, it's probably alive.
1: Right. Like, if it was alive <laughs> at
2: one point and then died and still living, that's undead?
1: That's the other thing that we're going to get to by the end of this. We're going to get to the legal definition of the undead before the end of the episode. <laughs> going to be some, uh, you know, some real, uh, real litigation going on about what qualifies as dead, undead, living. Uh, you know, we'll just see. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, you know, I like that we're doing a spooky theme at the end of February. Uh, <laughs> it's just tis the season for spooky stuff. Um, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We got, uh, four great games. We got a fantastic fan request and, uh, Johnny, I think we just got to get into it, man. So, uh, give us one more brain take and then let's start game one.
0: Brains!
1: <laughs> Was that a mother brain take?
0: <laughs> game one.
3: So Fabio Diana of Games Village said this is one of the best Castlevania clones, but questioned the lead character's design, saying uh, that she looked more like someone from a Japanese BDSM circle than a vampire hunter. Let's see some answers. Alright, so John says Buffy which is incorrect. David and Jesse both say Rusty which is correct. This is Rusty for the PC-98. I don't know how you two got this game. <laughs> if
2: See, John, anytime you include trivia that features a direct quote, (laughs) you make it easy to remember from our extensive knowledge of video games. From
3: all those game review magazines we all read back in 1993. Yes. I'm Mm -hmm. more interested
1: in... What was the name of that um, magazine again?
3: (laughs) Uh, Games Village. Uh Uh-huh. Don't ask what country that was published in. Okay, yeah, that you know, that's
1: my next question, John. Why is this being featured on our show? <laughs> because this I'm, music
3: I, is amazing. I that's mean, the yeah, entire it's really reason. Good. <laughs> it's such
2: good music. And I was gonna say, like, I'm really interested how like you played this game considering it was only unofficially translated in a ROM
3: hack like three years ago. That's plenty of time for me to play a game, man. We're kidding, we know that's not true. But no, so this has some fantastic music. Um, I recently upgraded our 24-7 radio stream to support more sound chips, and I wanted to gab oh, something with some of those new sound chips in That's what it. he
1: wants to talk about, everybody. He wants to talk about sound chip programming.
3: <laughs> oh, man, that's... Uh... Johnny, so you us, got like a minute. Take us
4: through a step-by-step process of how you did this.
3: And I'm not gonna Don't. talk too much about that. I'm gonna talk a little bit about Rusty. It's a pretty like actually fun looking game. You play as a look a female <laughs> female-driven, you know, female-led Castlevania clone, basically. Um, everyone's just a little too sexy. Uh, the final boss is like a naked woman on a dragon. It's it's I'm quite, continuing to listen. It's oh, quite yeah, odd. Hey. You're getting that attention. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you are running around with a whip and whipping things, just much like Castlevania. Uh, unlike Castlevania, you can run, so that's kind of nice. You can speed through levels pretty quickly. Okay, and you, uh, go ahead, Jesse. Do
4: you know much about the PC ninety eight?
3: Not too much. I know, oh. like I know a little bit about the PC eighty eight, PC ninety eight as concepts. Uh, I don't know a lot about them. Like I don't have a lot of hands on experience with them, but they're very fascinating to me. Uh, late 80s Japanese computer hardware is just so perplexing and strange um, because it's not a PC like it, it is and it isn't it uses Intel processors but like Intel nothing else so it's a very strange system but the game looks like it's actually quite a bit of fun it's got some pretty smooth graphics um, Pretty great music. The whole soundtrack. I mean, it's for real. Go give a listen. It's a, it's amazing. And um, I'm just talking for as long as I can until I get that game over song because I know it's coming any second now. Yeah, Johnny. I mean, seriously. I, yeah, you know, I. I
1: <laughs> why, why do you insist on
3: breaking the rules,
1: man? <laughs> I, I, there are so many games that are released in America that feature the undead, and you went with Rusty. For yeah. the PC 98? I mean, why is this game called Rusty? That's a good question. Seriously? Like, That's why her name. is it, if it's co- called Rusty, why is it not a game about, like, a handyman or, like, Dr. Venture from the Venture Brothers? I mean, why a game featuring a sexy female vampire hunter is called Rusty? Maybe she's an android. I.
2: I will say, if you look at the box art for this game, it is kind of jarring because you see this like attractive anime woman with bright green hair in like a black leather one piece, wielding a whip with a mm-hmm. crescent moon in the background, and then yeah. like a very extravagant font. It just says Rusty. Do you like, think that is it, incredibly
4: confusing? Do you think it should have been called Busty? Oh,
1: maybe maybe the casino. You know, and I was gonna say, and this is not meant to be a Japanese, like, language racism thing. Could it be possible they meant
3: Lusty? <laughs> like, oh. That, Game you know? too. <laughs> just saying. No, like, you know,
1: it, like. But I, that's agree. Thing, they never, I agree so, with John. No, they, that's, not a, that's not a thing, because they never fucking released it in America. So, you know, if it came to America as Rusty, and, like, you know, the publisher in America, like, you know, Enix, was like, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. did you mean to call that Rusty? They're like, no, no, Lusty. Like, we want to fuck all these things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you <laughs> see that woman understand. on the cover? Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Well, why would you think that woman was named Rusty? Of You're course, we meant Lusty. <laughs> 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 like, but no, it never came out of Amer- uh, out of Japan. So it truly makes no sense for the game to be called Rusty in any context. <laughs> it's. Uh, Fascinating, John. Fascinating selection. I can't believe that right off the bat on this episode, you have been swarmed by zombies and have now been turned into a zombie, meaning I have to give you a game over. I mean, Game
0: over!
1: Oh my God, Johnny!
3: That bite mark on your neck looks infected. Where did you get that? Um, I was running around, whipping you know, wearing my tight latex or tight leather and whipping zombies as I as you do, Johnny. And, uh, what
1: you do in your own personal life is also not interesting to me. Game <laughs> <Dang laughs> over.
4: I feel like I didn't get tetanus playing this game. I didn't realize that's
2: like, oh, you know, bitten by a zombie and everything. I'm going to have to give you a game over. Like, I didn't realize that we were anti-undead on the show. Like, that's very non-progressive of
1: us. I know, but, you know, this this show's turning into just kind of a zombie panic show. We've each quarantined ourselves inside of uh, our various rooms. So, you know, Johnny will now be chained up and... Uh, just forced to produce the show as he slowly descends into zombified madness.
2: I have Sorry, If Sean of the Dead has taught me anything, we can
1: still play video games with him. Exactly. Well, so he doesn't we'll play see if video
4: z- games, so that's not going to do any good.
1: Right, that's the problem, yeah. It's just going to be a zombie that just talks about Toe Jam and Roll all the time. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be very weird. I've
3: never heard a more apt description of me. Yeah, you know so what? we'll to see help? if
1: uh, undead Johnny is any different than normal Johnny for the rest of the yeah. show.
2: To help with the um like uh brain clip, I just want to get a clip of Johnny <laughs> saying like toe jam Earl
1: <laughs> back in the groove funky <laughs> uh, Macaulay Calkin. Oh God, nope, see, I don't like it. Johnny, game two.
0: <laughs> game two.
2: gentlemen. This game was ported to the Sega Saturn in 1996 featuring an appendix mode that allowed players to customize the backgrounds, opponent colors, and background music between the regular ones and the ones used in the original game in this series, although the classic background colors aren't very faithful to the original.
1: Something very familiar about that song there, David.
2: Yeah, um, although, uh, there's a fun little extra reference based on all three songs.
4: Mm hmm
2: All right, so, Jesse says Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge. Uh, John and Johnny both say Darkstalkers 2. Gentlemen, we have a hat trick. This is Night Warriors Darkstalkers Revenge, a.k.a. Darkstalkers the second one.
1: I was going to say, yes, John and Johnny both like shorthand. Uh, sweet, man. Uh, the second Darkstalkers game. So wait, I mean, the series naming. is So is this the Darkstalkers series or the Night Warriors series? I mean, it's, it's Darkstalkers S- the series, right? They just kept fucking around with the name. So that's the interesting thing is
2: it's Darkstalkers in America in Japan it's like uh. Vampire Hunter but also Night Warriors like and there were two games released in Japan that were like Vamp I think in Japan it's like Vampire Warrior and then Vampire there were two Savior? games that Vampire Savior that's it thank you Jesse um and then there was Vampire Hunter and Vampire Hunter 2 which were only released in Japan but then, like, Vampire Savior 2 got released as Darkstalkers, and it's a very convoluted series, but it's an awesome series, and I miss it very, very dearly. I was gonna say, do you think the confusion
1: over the name is why they don't make it anymore? <laughs> like... <laughs>
2: what do we call it now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, it could also be that the latest game in the series was a compilation-type game that was released exclusively for the PlayStation Portable. So they're like, oh, you know, our sales figures on the last game weren't that great. It's like, yeah, because you released it on the PlayStation Portable.
1: Yeah, and there wasn't any original content. You just you just packaged the old ones and threw them on the PSP. I hope that's not your barometer for success. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> I mean, the PSP had an install base of like six people.
1: Hey, in America, but hey, you know what about uh, you know what about Japan? I mean, there's a few more people than that. So, know. anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, not, not a fun hot take that there's more than six people in Japan, apparently. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brain Boy.
2: <laughs> that sound brings me so much joy. <laughs> uh, fun little bit of trivia. So, the three songs featured on tonight's episode are I know the, the last one: <laughs> the theme of Lord Raptor, the zombie. Anacharis, the mummy, and Shenko, the Jiangxi, all of the undead characters in this game.
3: Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's nice. Well done, David.
1: Adhering solely to the theme. That's, uh... Very David. Very David of you. I appreciate that.
2: I could have added the theme of Victor, the giant Frankenstein monster, but, you know... I wanted, there's a I Frankenstein, wanted to. and you didn't include it. Come on, man. I wanted to go with an Anakaros because I wanted to have that little Egyptian, like that tiny little Egyptian.
4: Is he tiny? Uh, I thought
3: he was pretty big.
4: Yeah, I like the mummy. He's pretty cool. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, uh, I don't yeah. like the mummy game. Should be in this game. They should make a fighting game where a, fi- a character is Doctor Frankenstein, and his like assist is his monster. And he Mm -hmm. makes a point that every time he comes out, he's like, I'm the one actually named Frankenstein. Like, that's his intro (laughs) every single fight.
1: (laughs) Let me clarify something before we begin. (laughs) Uh, And the bride is
4: actually the monster's bride.
0: You
2: know, (laughs) knowledge is knowing Frankenstein is not the monster. Wisdom is knowing Frankenstein is the monster.
1: Oh, oh wow, David! Oh, man, How do we hot take. How do we that's follow that? It's a brain that? take, Johnny. You got to give him a brains on that one.
4: Brains.
1: Yep. Thank you. Are
3: you Bobcat <laughs> Goldway? I think that's I the was, clip <laughs> that we
2: need for the the two hundred episode free play jingle.
3: Jesse, no joke. Just that grimace. was all John's brain takes. <laughs> I really was trying to channel Bob Cackle. That's pretty lady. good,
4: man. I thought <laughs> yeah. we were in Police Academy all over again.
1: Nailed it. Um, anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? Police Academy. <laughs> so, uh, believe <laughs> I believe <laughs> which one was, was your thought? favorite. <laughs> that dark star. Uh, that uh, dark universe fighting game with uh, Frankenstein and his monsters. Um, <laughs> his I
4: monsters. mean, there's,
1: there's the fighting not a- game of extraordinary gentlemen. Oh, fuck that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just trying to say things to give David an erection. <laughs> you're you're
2: winning, man. Like, part of me wants to say, like, I wish Mr. Hyde was in a fighting game, but then it's like, yeah, but the Hulk is in a fighting game, and
1: that pretty much counts. Yeah. I mean, so, wait, is Mr. Hyde the original Hulk? I mean, I know he's like a like a twisted alternate version of Dr. Jekyll, but I never pictured Mr. Hyde as being like, the Hulk, like, he doesn't get, you know, Dr. Jekyll does not turn giant and jacked. Like, that's never what I pictured, well, but maybe, maybe you you know a little bit more about this stuff.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, in the, this is not the path I was expecting this conversation to go, but David, you know tell what? Us I'm monster fucking history. here for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the original story, uh, Mr. Hyde is just the evil version, and towards the end of the novel, like, he gets to be more, like, monstrous and de-evolved and everything because uh, the idea is like when you don't have good as a layer to like restrict you evil just kind of goes wild i like it <laughs> but um really the reason that i wanted to bring up this game is because there's not too much to say about it that wasn't covered when we last brought up dark stalkers because it's a I gorgeous do- game
1: mm-hmm it- I'm sorry, and I John, believe you brought this one up specifically so we can all compliment Shenko. Is that not the reason? This is her first appearance. That is the reason. Um, yeah,
2: this is the first appearance of Shenko, and she is one of my favorite characters in this series, and I just think it's so cool that there is a Shi in a game. Um, mm-hmm. For anyone not familiar, it is the <laughs> Chinese vampire who holds their, like, arms out and hops everywhere because of rigor mortis, so they can't move. They just are very stiff. Um. And it's such a a weird concept. And then, like, hey, you know what? Let's make one a fighting game character. Like, uh, all right, sure. And, like, in her giant sleeve, she just pulls out weapons and chucks them at you. And she's such Mm -hmm. an offbeat character, and I love her.
1: I was uh, only familiar with her starting in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I was unfortunately not a Darkstalkers guy, and whenever they were doing like their character introductions, I was like, "Okay, I think I vaguely know who Taskmaster is," but and then like you know Shenko shows up, I'm like, "Wait, yo, what? <laughs> like, a blue Chinese girl with magic sleeves, and she's like cute." oh she's from Darkstalkers. okay that part makes sense but like you know what (laughs) my brain could not compute that character when i first learned about it uh and then as it turns out i didn't like her very much i don't like playing as her (laughs) but she's a cool character and like so unique that it's great that she's included in things like it's uh you know when i first saw her i'm like well that's yeah, that's something I've never seen before. That's, I, uh, yeah, You did it. I got, I got nothing on this. <laughs> like, I can explain Amateras better as a character than I can this character. Like, yeah, Magic dog. Okay, cool. This thing? Nah, I, I don't know how to explain that to someone. <laughs> like,
2: Chinese vampire with <clears throat> King Dynasty clothes that chucks objects at you. Like, Yeah. Uh, mm, no,
1: no. <laughs> sure. Uh, just go with it. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, but no, she's, uh, she's cool. And, you know, I'm glad that she's, uh, she's, you know, lived on and appeared in other games. Uh, I, you know, I never played anything outside the, uh, the demo, but I know she also ended up in, uh, Project uh Project X Zone for the three DS?
2: Well that was one of the Uh, things like uh they brought her back for that. Um but was interesting was they they brought back Morgan and Felicia because those are kind of like the prominent popular Darkstalker characters. Hell yeah. And everything in Project Cross Zone, like or X Zone, however it's pronounced. like everything (laughs) is about teams. So you have like Ryu and Ken, or you have Morgan and Felicia. So, Shenko, they brought her in, and they're like, okay, what character can we pair her with? Well, she's kind of a zombie. Let's slap her with Frank West. Like,
1: okay. Hey. That's, a, that's a fun little combination. Yeah, whatever works. I like it. You know, do you think she would be more popular if they could have found a way to, like, really sexy her up? Like, they have Morgan and Felicia. Like, do, you know, are, is the amount of clothes she's wearing holding her back? Like, I, I love the magic sleeves, but, like... What if uh, she was wearing nothing else? Exactly. What if her whole, like, all she had on was the sleeves? But then, you know, surprise twist: rest of her body zombified and gross. Hmm? It would it would blow people's minds, man. They wouldn't know what to do with it. It's like, oh wow, I get to play a fighting game as a naked lady. Oh, ooh. Huh. Or
2: what? or what if it was like Corpse Bride where she was practically naked but there was exposed rib cage and like one of her legs was just boom.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. That that frankly, if they had been able to put more work into uh like Marvel vs. Capcom three, I could see that as being some kind of alternate costume, like just rotting Shenko would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> uh I think that'd be dope. But uh as it stands now, yeah, she's cool. She's uh, She pops up in things. And, I mean, what a wild fucking character. Uh, were there any other new characters added in that edition of uh, Darkstalker Night Warriors Vampire? Uh, there was. So uh,
2: this game let you play as the two boss characters, the mini boss and the main boss from the first game. Um, uh, Huitzil, the like, giant Aztec alien robot, and then Dope. Tyron, the alien fire god. Um and then this game also introduced Donovan Bane, who is a Dumpfeer, uh, the hybrid of human and vampire.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. So again,
2: like I I wish they would bring the series back because the the wealth of characters you can pull from just using like folklore monsters is so deep and they're such interesting characters and they're like, Okay, we're um we're not gonna make any more of these. Let's let's make a new Street Fighter, but make it bad.
1: Yeah. No, they they really you know that's the thing, I don't know if Capcom can afford to divert resources to make another fighting game right now. <laughs> like if if all their manpower is going into making Street Fighter five and it keeps coming out bad, like maybe they can't make a new Dark Suckers. <laughs> like they're I kind of feel maybe like, just a like deep uh, shit. <laughs>
2: It's like, I kind of feel like they're like, oh, we have so many franchises we can bring back. But Monster Hunter is making so much money. Hey. Fuck it. So, I'm shit not on a Monster post. Hunter. No, I'm not shitting on Monster Hunter. I'm just saying, like, Monster Hunter is making bank. Why yep. would they make anything else?
1: Right. Capcom's deciding to play it safe. So, you know, you can't really get mad at them. But we're gamers. So, we can. We can do it, David. So. Uh, get mad before we move on to game three. Game <laughs> three. Jeez, John, way to give the guy time to get mad. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make her the cutest that I've ever seen. Give her two lips like roses and clover Then tell her that her lonesome nights are over Mr. (laughs) Simmons
4: the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'd unravel every riddle for any individual in trouble or in pain.
2: You'd be thinking another Lincoln if you had a brain.
4: Oh, i tell you why, the ocean's near the shore. I could think of things I never thought before, and then I'd sit and think
5: some more. I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuffing, heart all full of pain. I would dance and
4: be merry, life would be a dingle dairy if I only had a brain.
2: So this is our fan request. Uh, The main town of this game is Punchbowl, and considering the character uh, is, like, spreading disease and chaos, they are the metaphorical turd within that Punchbowl, hence the name. have any guesses, since I believe Johnny faded that sound out early? While you all write your answers, uh, I do want to take this opportunity. Since this came from our Discord channel, I didn't want to give their name early for spoilers, but thank you to Silver Nova in our Discord channel for requesting this game. So, uh, John Harrington has the dreaded triple question mark Jesse and Johnny have the correct answer This is Stubbs the zombie Specifically this is Stubbs the zombie In Rebel Without a
3: Pulse That's a good pun That's pretty good That's (laughs) That's kind of a a dark pun actually Johnny it's a zombie
1: episode Dark puns are acceptable
4: (laughs) I'm sorry Jesse what just an Xbox game?
2: It is. Uh, this is an Xbox One game. And not going to lie, uh, there are very few games that made me wish I had an Xbox One. And this is one of them. Like, the Soul Calibur 2 port with Spawn looked kind of cool. Jade Empire looked kind of cool. And then there was Stubbs the Zombie. Uh, so in this game, you go around the city of Punchbowl, which is a city based around like a retro future 1950s style kind of world um, hence all of the remakes of classic songs like that um, I tried really really hard to find like the ambient music and couldn't um, the entire soundtrack is just the cover so you've got like Mr. Sandman um, Everyday from Buddy Holly and the Crickets like a lot of weird songs but all covered um, so you play as a zombie who's going around, and your basic goal is to infect other people, and fight like, cops, and other people trying to kill zombies, and stop the zombie apocalypse. So it's a really interesting game where you you have a melee attack, you can kind of like, swipe at people, but if you bite them, you can turn people into zombies, and if you do, it kind of becomes, it's not exactly a real-time strategy game, because Anybody that you convert into a zombie doesn't have a lot of intelligence, but they can kind of become, like, a shield. So if you go up to, like, a crowd of cops, they will gun you down. But if you bite and infect, like, four or five people, all of a sudden, like, you can kind of hide behind these other zombies and then attack the cops and turn them into zombies. You can make a little zombie phalanx. Exactly. I like um, it. <laughs> so you, get, you also get different special moves. Uh, you can pull out one of your organs and throw that as a grenade, which will explode and infect people. Um, you can release gas that's, like, pent up in your body, like, decomposing body into a little, like, cloud that will infect people. Um, you can take off your arm and throw that, and then the camera shifts, and you control your arm to grab onto people and then you control them. So using that you can, like, grab a hold of a cop and suddenly you have control of a gun to shoot people. Um, And then the final attack is you can take your head off and throw it like a bowling ball and then (laughs) it will
1: explode and infect people. I was gonna say, is it canon in zombie lore that, like, farts? Zombie farts can cause zombification in people? That, you know, Gross. Uh, but I mean, it's not. Man, it's young not specific- me would be into that.
2: <laughs> it's not specifically a zombie fart. It's more like releasing pent up gas from your decomposing body. <laughs> that sounds okay.
3: a lot like
1: a zombie fart, David. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way,
3: <laughs> releasing okay, gas. Yes, it's a zombie fart.
1: <laughs> you know, so this game was made by the Primal Rage developers. <laughs> Uh, uh no this game was actually
2: developed by a company called wide Load.
1: <laughs> okay so equally tasteful
2: <laughs> awesome uh, um, but you can't just like it's not like um it's not like a game where once you get uh, one of these special abilities you can just use it forever there's a meter to it and you can replenish that meter by killing people and eating their brains nice. and then you can like replenish this super meter to use these different abilities. Cool,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, fun oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds you know, I don't know, refreshing. I wish I had known about this. This uh, I have literally never heard of this. Oh <laughs> <What>? really? <laughs> Not a clue.
3: Oh yeah. And I, the game like I learned about um, this game when planning for my wedding. We danced to the Earth Angel cover uh, from this game. I think it was Death Cab for Cutie did the cover. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. The. Um, As I I had mentioned before, um, the the soundtrack, I tried to find... Because there is, like, um, ambient music that you use, like, as you're going around levels and all that. And I tried really hard to find that, but I couldn't. Um, The other soundtrack, like, the main part is various different covers that are made. So, for example... um, Like, Dandy Warhol's did All I Have to Do is Dream by the Everly Brothers. Um, The Flaming Lips did If I Only Had a Brain. And once I saw that there was a Wizard of Oz song, I was like, that's it. That's going in there. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's it's a lot of interesting covers. Um, But the game does kind of play into that, like, 1950s retro future kind of, like, McCarthyism style to it.
1: Yeah, interesting. It's Real quick, uh, Johnny, I apologize for not remembering that that song was playing your wedding. Not, and my memory is now jogged. I thought you just played that because it was a cover of a song from Back to the Future. That's I, part of it. Okay, just making sure. I, th- I, pr- I thought I had a pretty good beat on why you chose that song. And it, it's was, good. Uh, it was,
3: it was uh, <laughs> Death Cab for Danielle and Back to the Future for me. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Just check it
1: out. yeah and Stubbs the Zombie for neither of you. It just happens no. to be on the soundtrack.
3: Yeah, that's the only reason
1: I know the game. <laughs> <So>. Gotcha. Okay. Let's <laughs> see. That's what was confusing me. I'm like, Johnny, his first dance at his wedding was from an obscure Xbox zombie game. Yeah, we're both Stubbs it, fans. That's,
3: like that's actually how we met. We met on StubbsFansOnly.com, a dating site for people that love Stubbs the Zombie.
1: Again, I really don't want to know about your personal life. (laughs) (laughs) Game
2: over! You were literally the only two people on that site, so, you know, good thing you got along.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to make any jokes about what you're doing on a site called Stubbs Anything. Uh, you know, it's No, we're not going there, John. I just wanted to clarify that, you, that I was confused but now have remembered. Oh, yes, Back to the Future, that's Johnny's thing. Not, not so much Xbox zombie games. Um,
2: um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do want to mention the final song, The Living Dead by Phantom Planet was an original song written for this game. So yeah. Very
3: got to feature cool.
2: something in there. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing to me that cuz this game came out um 06? Uh yeah, this game was released in 2005. So this was like the height of the zombie kind of craze and it's so amazing to me that only one video game studio was like, "Hey, zombies are popular, but what if you played as the zombie. Like that concept never kinda took off until this game.
1: Yeah, no, honestly, that's, that's that's what's so refreshing about it. Like zombies always popular. Playing as a zombie, like, that's short list. I like it.
2: And yeah, like I said, um I I was definitely a GameCube fan back in the early two thousands, so no. I was not looking at the Xbox with like hearts in my eyes, but there were certain games, and this was one of them. It's like, I don't know, that game looks really fun. I really kind of want to play that. Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> and then I went up to the clerk, like, "Hey, can I get Mario Baseball?" I'm sorry, yeah,
3: David. Exactly. I can't stop picturing you as like a, a living emoji. <laughs> like, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So that is his nickname. Know, I, I understand not having
1: hearts in your eyes over the Xbox. There were plenty of games that I actually did want to play. Popular games that I've heard of. This was not one of them. Seriously, this is, you know, this is all news to me. This sounds cool. Sounds like the kind of thing. You know, I'm trying to think of the other games, uh, you know, similar games that are just lost to the Xbox, like Crimson Skies. You know, like, you know, really dope sounding games that are, you know, just like I guess they're not technically trapped on the Xbox, but they're, you know, OG Xbox games that, yes, now you can still play on your backwards compatible Xbox One. But it's like, yeah, that's a dope ass game. That should have, you know, should have been a thing for longer. That should have maybe gotten a sequel. Like in this day and age of things getting, you know, random kickstarted sequels, how is there not a stub sequel where, you know, or somebody else ripping off this concept wholesale? and calling it Tubbs the Zombie. I mean, seriously, it's not that hard to rip things off and make them on Kickstarter. Like, uh. And I mean, I, I went back to, like, <laughs> watch and read reviews
2: of this game because I, I didn't actually play this. It was like, I, I remember it being kind of popular and everything. Apparently, the only criticism of this game was that it was a little on the short side. Like, everything else about this game, everybody seemed to love. But it just kind of came and went.
1: Yeah. See, and these days, a little on the short side. Not even criticism from me anymore. That sounds fucking <laughs> yeah, delightful.
4: That's a do- yeah, plus.
1: So yeah, like you know, just get like fucking uh, you know the guy that makes like bloodstained. You know, get him to call some people. Get on Kickstarter. Get you know blood stubs, and you know just yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kickstart a new a new stubs. I mean, like just bring it back. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just you know, it's it's a simple formula. If you want to make your game, just you know, make it. Call it something else. Nobody's
3: stopping anybody anymore. Well, <laughs> like you know, you know what you could do is you could call it Stubs, but you do you enter a licensing deal with the barbecue sauce company, and all the blood is barbecue sauce now. That
1: low-hanging fruit, John. That you know, good lord, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <Hey>! Over
2: oh, uh, <laughs> three game overs. <laughs> See, for a second, I thought you were going to say it's like you call it Stubbs, but he's not a zombie, so it's like Stubbs the Ghoul or Stubbs the Jiangshi. I right. would play the fuck out of Stubbs the Jiangshi.
1: Yes, though also I would play as Stubbs the Black Cowboy on the Stubbs Barbecue Sauce Bottle. Like that would be cool. <laughs> but what no. If
4: <laughs> what if it's just some dude that works at StubHub?
1: see yeah there's a number of licensing deals John and you went with the barbecue sauce shame on you sir (laughs) it's really delicious though it's fine sauce it's a it's a it's just fine um David anything else on Stubbs the zombie not the barbecue sauce (laughs)
2: uh no it's it seems like a cool game I wish I had played it
1: yeah that sounds like many things for the Xbox so Johnny give us some more brains and then uh, let's uh, let's keep it going man Brains You're getting better people That
2: wasn't bad Yeah Game Game 4
4: So individual runs of the dungeon are bookended with returns to the family home in which sometimes progress of the narrative or uh, you'll see like uh, additional dialogue um, as the story happens in the game. Let's see. David's got his answer locked in. I think John. All right, Johnny. Let's see him. Show me those answers. Uh, Johnny has drawn a man that might be pooping. (laughs) It's a zombie
3: Um, with a rotting penis. Okay. It's not dissected
1: too much. Good lord.
4: (laughs) And then,
3: oh shit, God.
4: John says, uh, "Shadow of Mordor." Incorrect. And David says Jade Empire. Incorrect. Uh, This is uh, Children of Morta. That's what I meant. Not Shadows of Mordor. (laughs) My
2: uh, second guess. Incorrect as well.
4: So, uh... Children of Morta came out last year. And it's really, really fucking good. It's like a uh, dungeon-crawly type game. Um like you start off and you're just like the dad and like you're like this family so uh the, you go through the dungeon as the dad you know you return home and then your daughter is like hey you know uh i uh can use a bow and arrow you know and she's like oh i don't know the dungeon's pretty dangerous and then so she sneaks off or whatever and then you find her and so then she's uh you can play as her um so then uh Your, like, son is like, hey, you know, I have these daggers. I'm pretty good with them. And the dad's like, fine, you can go in the dungeon too. So then you can play as the son. Um, The older son shows up. He's been gone for some time. And he's, like, a monk. And so, like, you get, like, cool fist abilities with him. And so, like, you unlock, like, the whole family. And you can play as them. And they're all different. You level them up. And as you level them up, Uh, there's, like, family skills that, uh, if one person learns, everyone else learns, which is cool. Um, in between the dungeon runs, you come back to the house, and sometimes there'll be, like, a cool little cutscene of, like, the family doing something, or um, trying to, you know, deal with, you know, the crap that's going on in the world and stuff. Um, and sometimes when you go in the dungeons, you'll find, like, different, like, things going on, and, um, so, like, every time you play, is a little different, and there's a whole ton of fucking skeletons you kill, uh, and mummies, and ghosts, and, uh, you know, typical dungeoning-type monsters, but yes, lots of lots of fucking
1: skeletons. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with that. I love a lot of skeleton.
4: But yeah, this game came out last year, and it's really, really good. Yeah, and it looks it, cool. It's... It starts off pretty. It 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 gets uh gets hard, but it's one of those games that you can just keep grinding and grinding, and eventually you'll get through it. And the bosses are all pretty tough and fun. Um, and like the different characters, the the, the family members all play differently. Uh, some of them play a little bit like a twin stick shooter, like the any of the people with um range attacks, like the the one dog the. One daughter has a bow and arrow. The other one can shoot magic uh, fire, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, nice. no, it, it looks cool. I'm looking at like uh, you know images and stuff of it now. I like it. It looks like the family. You know, the the art style is very cool. Yeah, uh, they're all like you know colorful and very stylized and then it just kind of looks like yeah dungeon crawler and i believe i saw on the you know results page for the for my search for this it's like you know with roguelite elements i'm like of course it is it's uh yeah <laughs> it's an indie ish game released uh, on multiple platforms in 2019 of course there's roguelite elements how could there not be you know people uh they like those roguelites man they're fun. They just yeah i mean they are but you know this uh I could see how if, uh, if I wasn't made aware of this game before now, this would have just gotten, like, lost in just, like, the morass of, like, the Switch eShop, like, you know, looks cool, I'm not sure if it's doing anything to stand out, uh... Did you uh, play this one on Game Pass? Yeah, yeah, it's on Game Pass. Um. See, yeah, the more and more we do this show, and the more Game Pass games you bring on the show, the more I'm realizing, like, that's a really, really great service, and I should have fucking utilized it by now. Like, this is totally the kind of thing I would, like, play for a couple of minutes if I didn't have to make, like, a $20 commitment to it. Like, <laughs> and I don't mean just a couple of minutes. I mean more than a few minutes, but, like... You know, it, uh, man, you know, a I hate desiring an Xbox minutes. product, but here we
4: are. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a really really good game. I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now, and um, like we found like a wolf cub, and you have to like find medicine for it, and then he gets oh. all better. So like the dad, is like we need some wood. So the next time you go in the dungeon, um, you find like a all messed up wagon, and you get the wood off of it. And then when you leave the dungeon and your dad's like, oh, let's build him a doghouse. And it's like, there's like cool little family moments like that. Dope. And it's just, sometimes like there aren't any, but if you just like look around the house, you'll see like, uh, you know, maybe one of the characters is like practicing the, the violin or something, or or maybe the little boy is like practicing his uh, daggers and stuff. So like, there's a lot of little like neat touches in the game. and Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know, it's hella charming, it's challenging, and um,
1: it looks cool. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Honestly, it actually, now that I am looking a little bit more at it, it does do a little something to separate itself, you know, just on appearance, because like, You know, I'll be checking, like, the Switch eShop for sales and stuff like that. And some of these games, it's like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. And then I, you know, click on it, and it's something like this. It's a dungeon crawler. And, you know, it says, like, oh, it's got fast-paced combat. And I'm like, yeah, but it kind of looks like shit. (laughs) Like, you know, it's doing nothing to really draw me in. Like, you can make a nice, tight game but you know you got to you got to make it look appealing too and some of these games i think they've gone a little too far into like the retro kind of aesthetic uh, yeah. you know not going to shout out any uh, any game in particular but like uh, actually i will <laughs> the one i was looking at recently it's on, it's on sale on the switch for a buck and i'm like you know it's, it's a game called mana spark looks cool sounds cool but the graphic style's too too retro it's like, you know, see I can't see getting into that just cuz it's it's almost hard to tell what's going on in the game and you know, nothing uh nothing looks terribly awesome about it. But like, this game, this Children of Morta, uh, I'm looking at pictures of this, this game, looks pretty fucking cool, man. It looks stylish and you know, and I like the family angle to it. So, it's uh yeah, it's uh, it's intriguing to me. Uh, yeah, still don't know if i'm gonna buy it but it's intriguing to me at least (laughs) i
4: haven't tried it yet but it has local co-op
1: which seems oh that's cool god i wish you guys can we just please all move to a central location at some point i'm tired of this you know i need a i need local co-op i need somebody on my couch to play games like this with me and my son just isn't old enough yet like yeah soon Not soon enough. uh, Having a, you know, my sister's kid's almost seven, and I'm realizing, you know, seven-year-olds suck at games, man. They're not (laughs) any fun to play with, so I still got a ways to go on my son. He's not even two yet. Like, it's going to be a while before that kid's good at games, to the point that I actually want to play a game with him. Like, oh, God, hurry up and grow up, kids. I want (laughs) to play
2: games. (laughs) You know, Johnny's in Baltimore, Jesse's in Jacksonville, John, you're in Tallahassee, I think it's pretty obvious everyone
1: should move to Chicago,
0: hmm, and then see, we'll
1: be set. I was kind of thinking we'd find a place equidistant between all of us, which I believe is geometrically impossible, but I'm pretty sure if we like triangulate like Florida, D.C., Chicago, the new home for Game That Tune is going to be somewhere in southeastern Tennessee. And, yeah. I, yes. I don't know, Dude, man. we're all moving to Gatlinburg. Yeah, <laughs> GT Gatlinburg. We take over yeah. the city. Okay, that sounds cool.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, that sounds great. We roll in there with like our Gatlinburg. weapons and dungeon
1: crawl the entire city of Gatlinburg <laughs> and we take it over. <laughs> <laughs> Believe Somehow it or not, through the black is ours. <laughs> Yes, we recruit bears to our cause, and we ignore the fact that Gatlinburg is famous for the invention of the Gatling gun, and, uh, you know, we can take that city. It's, you know, four nerds, properly, uh, yeah, that's properly trained.
3: Just, just take that yeah. city, just mean buy a lot of fudge, because I'll do that.
1: Ooh. You know, I like fudge, but I don't know. Anyway, point is, couch co-op. Uh, we don't play it enough anymore, man. <laughs> Uh, I miss you guys. Uh Jesse, this uh this game looks very cool and intriguing and I yeah, you've piqued my interest. Is there anything else on Children of Morta?
4: No, it's, it's good, check it out. It's on Game Pass and a bunch of other stuff.
1: Awesome. Yeah, you know, you know what I would play a game on Brain Pass. Johnny, give us uh give us a taste.
3: <laughs> Brains, y'all!
1: I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs>
3: Might be the worst Game one so far.
1: Five. Yeah, we're going downhill. Right. so after the player completes the campaign, they can continue exploring the world, but must do so as a zombified version of the main character. Carne. Yeah. Now it's over. (laughs) All right, David, you took a little bit of high school Spanish. Care to translate any of those lyrics? (laughs) Uh,
2: No, because I don't want to disappoint my high school Spanish teacher, who is
1: clearly (laughs) amongst our fans. (laughs) Johnny says, brains, delicioso. That's incorrect. David says, the last of us. God, I wish that music was in the last of (laughs) us. (laughs) And, uh, Jesse, what does that say? Shadows of the Damned? Yes. No, that's unfortunately incorrect. God, I can't believe I got a stump on you guys with this one. You know, the theme was, you know, games featuring the undead. And so, naturally, you know, my basic ass is going with Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare.
2: Oh! Oh! That explains... Well, no... (laughs) <laughs> Just so it's Wait. like, that explains the Spanish, but that doesn't explain, like, the 60s surf rock. No, not so much.
1: DLC. Yeah, it was, but it also, you know, it, it qualifies as its own thing, and that's why I'm using it. It's, uh, you know, it, it's its own game with its own campaign, and we've never used Red Dead Redemption before on the show, so we're, you know, we're talking Undead Nightmare, <laughs> so, uh... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm amazed, honestly, that we didn't ever use Red Dead Redemption for the show. We, uh, we did westerns as a theme back in the first seven or so episodes of the show. And I was right on the verge of using it then. And I didn't. And it never came back up. So this is, uh, I'm really glad to be able, uh, be able to use it now. Because uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare is fucking cool. Uh, I, you know, I love Red Dead Redemption. The game itself is fantastic. And they really hit on something great with this DLC. Because Red Dead Redemption came out in, like, April or May of 2010. And it was... This DLC came out just in time for Halloween. This this DLC came out by that October. October of 2010. And, I mean, like, talk about just, like, timely, fantastic DLC. Like, everybody had probably had their fill of the regular campaign... And you know, exploring the world you know it's a it's a big cool world and all that, but it is still essentially just grand Theft auto on a horse, and then they're like they're, you know, they're like, hey, guess what we got really good dLC and it's like zombie shit it's like now that's unexpected, okay, now we're talking, yeah you know, we're really cooking now, and yeah that it's a it's a lot of fun, man, that dLC is fucking wild, uh so I'm guessing. Definitely Johnny and David are out in terms of having possibly played this game. Jesse, did you play any of Red Dead? Like an hour of it. <laughs> Damn, that's not enough. That game, uh, yeah. like like Red Dead Redemption 2, uh kind of a slow starter. You gotta put more than an hour into it. <laughs> um But yeah, it's uh it it's a really great game, a lot of fun, but you know, the the DLC really just kinda hits it out of the park. Like it just it's a wild, like, non canon DLC thing. You're playing as John Marston, and, uh, like, your family, uh, gets infected by, the, like.
4: Hmm? Isn't that the guy in the Sonic movie?
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. He's also the, uh, the robot cowboy in, uh, in, in Westworld. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's had an interesting career progression, this, uh, this John Marston. Um,. But yeah, he, uh, you know, your family gets infected because, like, uh, you're waiting for your uh, old relative to show up and he shows up as a fucking zombie and nobody knows what's going on and so you have to venture out into the world and, uh, you know, I don't know, figure out what's going on and its it's got that, fa- you know, it's... I'm trying to think. David, you maybe know this as a slight horror fan. You know, Have they done, like, cowboys and zombies in, like, a movie or a TV show before? Because it felt novel at the time to put these zombies in this setting. Like, talk about a setting where no one could possibly understand what's going on. Like, zombies invade the Old West is a pretty fun idea.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like they have done... There's a whole genre that's like weird western or like right. supernatural western things, but in terms of straight zombies versus cowboys, I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, yeah. as opposed to like zombies versus aliens, which, right. or excuse me, Co- cowboys versus aliens. Cowboys which and is aliens. A thing. Daniel Craig. <laughs> um, although now that I think about it, zombies versus aliens would be fucking amazing. Dude, yeah, uh, but to ali- get back
1: to your. If aliens tried to invade and zombies met them, (laughs) like, the aliens invade a zombified Earth, it's like, wait, what are we even doing here? (laughs) Like,
2: huh. Um, But to get back to your point, I can't think of anything specific. Word. um, Yeah, like, there have been weird supernatural Western stories before. Okay, yeah.
1: But I guess now if somebody were to do zombies versus cowboys, everybody would be like, yeah, that's, that's just undead nightmare. You're ripping them off, like. Because uh you know they they did a pretty good job you know the campaign in this it's pretty fun uh you know you you're going around uh trying to figure out what's causing the zombification of people but obviously you don't understand what exactly is happening at the beginning you have to go to different towns and like you know save them from zombies you can like you know uh, fight back the zombies and like the towns become protected for a time so they you know they 're not just overrun by zombies all the time. Uh, the other like missions it 's like you have to go to graveyards and burn all the coffins that are you know rising out of the ground and uh, it 's basically just like horde battles against the zombies, which got a little tedious i got to admit i 'm not a big fan of just zombie horde mode um, But like when you go to the towns, it's pretty funny because obviously none of the people living in the towns have any idea what's going on. And they've got that, you know, that rock star fucking, you know, dialogue where it's like, you know, they're fucking it's like, you know, I'm telling you, it's the Mexicans. It's like, you know, uh, you know, with all due respect, Sheriff. I've been to Mexico several times, and these guys don't resemble any Mexicans I've ever met. Like, it's like, I think we might be dealing with the living dead. It's like, what? Like, it's, it's just so stupid. It's, it's a lot of fun. What
4: carnation?
1: Exactly, yeah. You, you meet, like, a grizzled old prospector who pulled the Shaun of the Dead move. He's got his friend tied up, and he's playing cards with him. And his friend's a zombie. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's pretty fun and you know ultimately you track it back you know you have to go down to these giant catacombs and uh re- somebody disturbed a uh, ancient burial ground and you have to return uh, like an idol to a uh, something and that causes the zombies to go back to where they came from you know it, it's uh it's cool it's you know it's it's a fun pack of dlc uh, and it's just kind of cool exploring the you know the Red Dead Redemption world, which was already like a pretty fun you know Old West world, but now zombies pop up, and there's strange mythical creatures all over the place. It adds in uh you know uh fucking chupacabras. There's you know there's suddenly wait what? Like, yeah, you can you know as part of the zomb- like as part of the undead hunting missions, you have to hunt a chupacabra. <laughs> um bigfoot is in the game now though it's it's a peaceful bigfoot they don't actually attack you when they see you they run away and uh you can uh tame and acquire the four horses of the apocalypse <laughs> Cool, uh, which is fucking fun man if you tame these horses like there's the fucking war horse uh he's like fucking you know it's like a flaming horse that you know if you ride it and uh you know like anything that you hit with it like if you run through a horde of zombies on the war horse they catch on fire. Um it's uh what is it? Then there's the famine horse that's just super skinny and super fast. Um the uh pestilence horse um I don't actually know what the pestilence horse does. And I believe uh, Death Horse, if you just run through zombies, all their heads explode. So, like, anything that contacts Death Horse, the head explodes. It's like, now that's a useful horse. That's a really good horse.
2: I mean, that <laughs> does sound like something that would kill you. So, yeah, that that lines up.
1: <laughs> yeah, the old Death Horse. <laughs> um, and it's also cool if, you, uh, if you're able to, like, do the hunting thing and... Uh, kill the chupacabra and acquire the four horses, it unlocks a fifth mythical horse, a unicorn. Uh, (laughs) Which is so goddamn silly, because the unicorn is surrounded by butterflies and leaves like a rainbow trail wherever it rides. Good. (laughs) So it's like zombies, but you're riding through them on a a rainbow unicorn. It's so silly. I love it.
3: God, this sounds just like the developers had a great time. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know they had, they had probably developed a lot of like stupid in joke shit, and somebody's like, you know, we could package this up and call DLC. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, or the, you know, I'm wondering if they were like close, to, anywhere close to having this just be part of the game, and then it's like, guys, let's just take like f- a four extra months and really flesh this out because we got some fun ideas here. The death horse is great, but we need to give it some time in the oven. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's gonna be good. But uh yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun, man. And it, when well, you uh when you beat the campaign of Undead Nightmare, you, you can continue playing it, but you have to play as Zombify John Marston. <laughs> uh which I guess that might count as a spoiler for anybody that hasn't played uh the <laughs> normal campaign of Red Dead Redemption. Um uh, you ain't gonna make it. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun to come back as a zombie because you're controlling him and he plays pretty much the same. I think maybe he has more stamina and just all of your dialogue becomes. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> it's really <Perfect>. fun, man. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah it's uh it's a hoot man and it's just you know it's i feel like it was like one of those like real big like that's good dlc like that's you know (laughs) like everybody needs that i think this went a long way towards popularizing things like game of the year editions like yeah throw undead nightmare in a package like already bundled with red dead redemption you know whatever eight months after it came out and people are gonna drop you know drop a full 60 on that like or, you know, maybe even more. Like, you know, people are going to pay for that because it's, uh, it's some good shit. And it's got that surf rock music, which is also dope. It's, you know, like, that uh, that first song that we played, that one starts playing when you're, like, you know, on your way to the last mission. Like, you know, the the style of the game is also super cool. Like, for that part, like, uh, the world becomes really washed out and, like, black and white and real spooky. And that starts playing as you're just riding your horse between the two locations. It's like, Yeah. This game's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like it a lot. So it's uh it's really good. And um yeah, I you know I never got into Red Dead Redemption two. I you know when it came out I kinda wondered if they were gonna come up with their own brand new Undead Nightmare, but I don't think they have. I haven't heard anything about like Red Dead Two D L C. So, you know, I don't know, we'll uh, we'll see. But uh you know, that was a game that I just knew like I don't have time for that like, that's, uh, that's a game I'm not sure if it doesn't value your time like, uh, like say in a classic JRPG doesn't but you know I can tell I don't have time for that right now <laughs> like, so uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption I, you know, I, I was tempted to actually bust my Playstation 3 out and like play a little bit of this before the show this week but uh, again did not have the time but uh, I know I know, I like it. So it's, uh, it's great. It's great DLC for a great game. A classic. Came out exactly ten years ago. And see, oh, see that's the thing I was also going to say. Last week our theme was games from 2010. And I nearly chose Red Dead Redemption. Because I'm like, fuck, we never used Red Dead Redemption on the show. And that would have been the ultimate, like, Johnny move. <laughs> pick Red Dead Redemption one week. And then when David chooses spooky games, pick Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare the following week. Mm. Uh, you know, would have been a would have been a hardcore Johnny move, but I didn't do that. So glad that uh, glad that we're getting to talk Undead Nightmare this week. Um, Cause yeah, super cool. And so uh, I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said about it, man. Um, Johnny, is it a uh, time to activate the brain computer? Brains. Right. The Tim calculating Tim computer
0: activated. Computers beeps Uh, Scoring complete. This game's winner is...
4: Jesse Moore.
1: Oh yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Fantastic game, man. You, uh, you know, no questions on this one. You kicked everybody's ass tonight. Feeling good, feeling great. Jesse, uh, you you haven't been bitten by anything, have you? You're going to make it to the end of the show? Ah, uh, yes, I am. Thank I'm, goodness, I'm ready. man. Yeah, you, you know, you, me, and David, we're going to be the heroes of this uh, this undead uh, podcast episode. So, fantastic, man. What do you got in mind for a theme for our next episode? First person games. Hey, now that's an interesting perspective. That's, ah. uh... uh, uh, uh yeah, I didn't let uh, that uh, joke really... Uh, <laughs> didn't give uh, that one any time. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yep, cool. Uh you know not much to elaborate on that one with first person games like you know usually it's like yeah you know David says a theme and I ask for clarification none necessary on that one <laughs> yeah. it's uh it's pretty clear what the uh what the theme is yeah games played from the first person perspective I like it uh yeah, you know, I see, and I almost picked, uh, picked one of those this week, too, because as I was thinking of, like, you know, brains and, you know, games from 2010 or so, I remembered we've also never, ever used a Call of Duty on this. And uh, I almost, you know, picked wow. that Call of Duty with the zombies mode. But then I remember oh, wow. I fucking hate Call of Duty. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we get some uh, some awesome first person shooters or uh, better games than Call of Duty on next week's episode. I'm looking forward to it. Now, it's gonna be a
3: blast. Do racing games where you can switch to the in camera car? Do those count as a first person game or no? I mean, I I vote yes if you play yeah. them first person. First All person, right. sweet yeah. How sweet, many sweet, games sweet.
1: do you? Pl- how many racing games though? Do you play first person, John? That's a terrible way to play most racing Zero. games. Zero. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and eliminate those right away. Like that's a terrible idea.
2: <laughs> Follow up question Have we used Mario Kart Seven on the show before?
1: Oh, that was the one in the first person. I was trying to remember if they ever bothered doing that. That uh Damn man, what a wild ass idea that was. <laughs> um we probably have. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, sorry, David.
2: (laughs) I'm almost positive that I have used Mario Kart 7. I just wanted to bring it up as an example.
1: I'm getting distinct flashbacks of discussing actually twisting a 3DS as a steering wheel and how stupid that felt. So, yeah, I think we've used that before on the show. Um, so yeah anyway first person games uh, almost all racing games most likely on next week's episode thank you so much uh, Jesse for that theme and thank you everybody for listening tonight you know what a what a great show we've had thank you everybody joining us live Uh, we're live every Wednesday night we're on Twitch YouTube and Facebook search for Game That Tune Uh, we're in podcast form the following Wednesdays search for us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts any podcast device throw us a rating leave us a review share it with your friends listen Listen and enjoy. We really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you to everybody checking out patreoncom tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got uh, Jesse's covered up. We've got occasional mixtapes. We've got GTT gems. We've got just random bonus content that we're throwing at you guys. You know, I had so much fun doing the uh, the February bonus content that I almost want to come up with dumb themed monthly bonus content that no one's even asking for and throw it at people. Like you know, and, you know this uh, this upcoming month. I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day, so you know we could do a theme around drinking. We could do a theme around Things that are green I mean, just, you know, throw some fucking, you know, easy fucking content up there I think we're gonna start doing random ass shit like that so, uh, you know, thanks to everybody checking out Patreon. We really appreciate you guys supporting us. Uh, special thanks to the super fans over at Patreon, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, XXChronoXX, Dominic Guy, Kelly Um, and Taylor Y, all fantastic fellas, and we appreciate your support of the show very greatly. Uh, thank you to, David, refresh me, uh, from the Discord for the request. <laughs>
2: Um, so the request for the episode came from our discord channel and it came specifically from
1: silver nova yes thank you very much silver nova for that request thank you for uh, submitting your request via our discord server you can join us there chat along with us make your request that's the best place to find us but you can also send your request game that tune at com. you can hit us up on our 24 7 video game music live stream sometimes i'll take a request from there or you can hit us up on twitter at game tune or you can find us individually on Twitter. Uh, we love talking with you guys, interacting with you guys, taking requests. I'm on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at dftfleming. And you can find Jesse Moore, this week's winner, on Twitter at
4: sega <laughs> underscore legend.
1: Hell yeah, man. So Jesse, rise from your grave and give us this week's bonus tunes.
4: Uh, In honor of the 2020 uh, Best Picture Oscar winner, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, (laughs) I chose Emerald Hill Zone as done by uh, Mega Driver.
1: Hell yeah, man. Peace out, everybody. (laughs) Copyright 1993, C-Lab. Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge is copyright 1996, Capcom Company Limited. Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse is copyright 2005, Wide Load Games and Aspire Media Incorporated. Children of Morta is copyright 2019, Dead Mage and 11-Bit Studios. Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare is copyright 2010, Rockstar Games. Yeah, hold for a a minute. I have a loud meowing cat in the background. I must uh, eliminate. (laughs) So, he's
4: gonna have a shootout with his cat at the, uh, the old... Shootout? Shootout with his zombie cat? Harrington Corral. Uh, oh man, it's getting pretty... You guys can't see this, but it's getting really graphic. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean,
2: I didn't realize he had that many ball-peen hammers... Like, the fact that he's just hitting, throwing one away, and then pulling out another one, like, this is brutal.
3: Yeah, and you know, like, the audience can't see it, but I didn't realize cats' buttholes could do that.
1: Dude. Yeah. That cat is gonna die soon. <laughs> it was up on the counter, retching. It vomited all over the floor, and then when I appeared in the kitchen, it got freaked out, so it turned its head and vomited all over my stove. Oh. So... That's fun <laughs> um, I love pet ownership it's it's a blast. <laughs>